Welcome to our first Commercial Currents recorded interview. I'm Claire. I'm a community development officer at the Island Institute, where I work on the small business support team. And right now, as everybody knows, because of the COVID-19 global pandemic, the world is a very uncertain place for all of us, but particularly for small businesses. So we, my colleagues and I on the small business team at the Island Institute, are trying to figure out how to listen to, learn from, and support the small businesses we work with. And one way we've decided to do that is by having short, recorded conversations with small local businesses who are doing their best right now, doing their best to innovate and iterate and pivot their business models to adapt to these new circumstances. They're trying to figure out how to keep their businesses running during this time of social distancing while also being smart and responsible citizens. As we all know, things are changing almost daily right now, so we can expect these conversations to shift over time. But for today, enjoy my chat with Megan and Melissa of 44 North Coffee in Deer Isle, Stonington. Hello. Hi, Claire. It's Megan and Melissa. Hi. Hi, Claire. Thank you both so much for having on and taking the time to do this. So the first question I have for you both is just what has your business's response been thus far? So this is Megan. Um, so, you know, we kind of start coming. We work, um, we're members of a roasting cooperative. So it's a number of roasters all over North America that pull together um, with buying power and communication and support for each other. So we kind of saw this coming across the country. We're talking to other roasting members and what they were doing, um, which gave us a sense of what kind of steps we would have to take. But I guess the immediate thing we did was check in with our staff. In the winter, we have a pretty small crew of three almost full-time employees and then the two of us um, and just checking in and making sure what they felt safe with um, and how they wanted to address it in the space because at the very beginning we didn't really see that we were going to have to change that much we still had um, our cafe open we were roasting wholesale and web Um, but pretty quickly we realized I think over not this past weekend but the weekend before um, by Monday that we were going to have to readdress our flow. And the first thing we changed was the cafe itself where we made it takeout only. Um, We really uh, limited the amount of time and exposure people had to each other in our space and um, just kind of upped our our cleaning regimen a lot. We had um, all surfaces cleaned every two hours, I think we started with, and door handles, um, hand washing. We put in a sanitizing dispenser thanks to our local plumber they donated that very kindly oh wow <laughs> awesome. um i know community effort um and so we started with that and and then it kind of evolved from there to right now um we no longer serve coffee um or pay or or to or pastries to customers in our shop we do offer um curbside service so people can call in with a credit card pay over the phone our employees will bag their coffee and bag their pastry and then put it in a kind of um an entrance way where we have two doors a storm door and then our main door so it's this little kind of like mud roomy in between space where we have a table set up so no customers can actually get into the cafe um but that's kind of like our 
our airlock yeah. <laughs> compartment. Um, so that's how we're dealing with the public right now in our local community. Um, as far as wholesale, we have a really diverse wholesale in between cafes and restaurants and a lot of grocery stores and food co-ops. So those obviously are still open. The cafes have, for the most part, closed or slowed substantially all of our main um, and the same with restaurants. But because we still provide to grocers, that has continued to kind of hold relatively steady. There was kind of a boom, but now it feels like it's plateaued a little bit. Um, and then finally, our web uh, has been blowing up, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. So those, that's what we, and we've just been trying to continue to create um, connection with our customer base, um, being as clear as possible with our wholesale accounts and our individual customers to kind of get everyone and, and trying to put like the most positive spin we can on it. It feels like there can be a lot of fear or unknown things right now. And we just want to make people feel um, feel part of our coffee community in like a really positive, we got this, we're in this together kind of thing. That's awesome. Yeah. That's sort of my next question was just around how you're communicating with your customers. And it feels like just from someone that follows you guys on social media, you do a really good job or had been doing a really good job of this anyway. And have you seen some of that work pay off now? Are there other ways you're communicating with your customers? Is it mostly through social media? Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's I probably I would say like the like the fastest form um, is social media. So that's that was an instant, and then it changed daily. So I think people kind of with all businesses that they know and love and support, they want to like check in daily to see how how um, open hours and whatnot have modified. Um, and then and then yesterday we we just utilized like a fast like a Mailchimp newsletter to kind of send really just like a very quick message of positivity. We gave a John F. Kennedy quote and offered 15% off of our coffee beans from the website. And that has like, I think that was sent out at about 4 PM yesterday. And it's like resulted in like over a hundred orders now on the, on the web. Um, <laughs> so we're just staying really busy. That's yeah. So I actually, was talking to you. I put coffee in my cart from your website, then got distracted this morning, went back to like finish my checkout process and it was sold out what I got. And I was like, oh my God, they must be just like, you guys must be getting a ton. Are you going to get like, the Mexican? Yeah, but I picked something else. All right. I'm well, good. I placed my order this morning, but I was just, I mean, stuff must just be flying off, which is awesome. Yes, it is. It feels like in the notes and like the feedback that comes with, with these orders is just like so boosting to our staff and to us. And I don't know, it just, it really, I think emphasizes what it means to start a business on an island from like ground up and have people who like really associate, you know, you with their like love and experience for like a place. Totally. Um, one of the questions I had, uh, you sort of touched on this right off the bat, but, um, you said that one of the first things you did was sort of check in with your skeleton crew of employees that you have year round. Um, and then you mentioned again, like with all of this order volume and have you been able to keep your employees pretty well employed, everyone that you had on board? Yeah. Um, this is Megan again. We right now, just in between kind of the, the, um, kind of bubble last week of wholesale when everyone went out and stocked up big, that kept us really, really busy. 
um, kind of levels of maybe July even for roasting, which was awesome. And then this week, this web glass is going to keep us pretty busy, but um, we probably will slow down our hours, our employees' hours. We've cut our, just our open, the times where people can call in and have an order prepared for them to, it's usually 7.30 to 4, and now we're 9 to 2. So um, like tomorrow, we will only have one employee here and they'll be working or maybe there'll be two, one fulfilling web and one fulfilling front of the house. But um, on Monday, there'll only be one front of house um, and we're gonna kind of start limiting hours. And we really did, we kind of mocked up um, when we were first exploring the different options of hours and comfort with our employees. We mocked up like a spectrum of options. We made up, and this is all so brand new to me and Melissa, like we've never exercised as part of our of our business before, but we kind of did a spectrum of, you know, one end would be like staying open, how we are all the time, go, um, which had exposure to the public, which now is illegal, but at that point wasn't. Um, and then the other end of the spectrum was 100% closed down. Everyone goes um, workman's comp, and um and me and mel hold down what we can by ourselves like if and that was kind of the spectrum with with three different options between those um to see where people were feeling what they wanted to do as an individual as individuals and as like a team and um using that we kind of figured out the steps going forward that's awesome that sounds like an incredibly thoughtful way to work through that um and continue to evolve yeah, yeah, that's kind of the unknown part of it is wh- what it will look yeah. like in a week. Uh, everyone's really grateful to have jobs, which is <laughs> makes us feel like we're we're trying to do something right. <laughs> totally. It's hard right now, you know, just hearing different stories from various small employers, like it's a fine balance. It's cool that you guys have had, yeah. you know, something you've been thinking about from the beginning and putting systems in place for it. So I guess sort of on the opposite end of the spectrum, um, and you did sort of touch on this with like associating you with your sense of place, but what has the overall response been from your local community? I think that they're like very, very worried in the sense of like young uh, entrepreneurs, the concept of anyone, it's potential for anyone to go out of business. And I think that the, like the value that's been placed on what we're doing in Deer Isle has become even more evident just by the way that certain people are supporting. Um, the, the idea of like, there's a lot of people who are not leaving their homes. So I, I sense that like, if they really needed coffee, they would either send someone else to get it or they might not be comfortable with the idea of like pulling up and um, opening a door. And we, then, yeah. I, delivery yeah and we're and so in that in that sense like we've uh you know kind of not super publicized but if someone calls and expresses that we would definitely like get in our cars and do a home delivery Mm. so we're just trying to like think about all all ways in which to get product to people who need it um yeah but i think yeah i think the response has been mostly very supportive and we just feel so lucky to have wholesale to fall back on in the, in the grander scheme of like what keeps us showing up. It's really the wholesale right now. Yeah. Um, that answers that. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's great. So I just have a couple questions left. What are your concerns heading into the very short term? And then what are your concerns heading into like summer more of like mm-hmm. a three month outlook? Um, 
I guess short term is um, the unknown, um, just as far as what what whether we will be continue will continue to be able to roast and package and ship coffee as we are right now with multiple people in our space um, using a lot of precautions, but we still do have we have a workspace with three employees right now um, downstairs below us right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether that will be able to continue or we'll have to change our scheduling so that people aren't in the same space at the same time. Um, on the other side of things, kind of in the immediate and then going a little bit bigger is, is our supply chain. Um, our freight comes out of, we get a pallet, like a thousand pounds of coffee every week or two weeks out of New Jersey. Um, and the logistics dealing with warehouses that have limited hours and dealing with this, they're trying to limit the number of employees they have on the floor at the same time has made it difficult for us to get our freight as frequently or as reliably as we have in the past. Uh, and then even going bigger than that, the idea that this is a global global issue, um, how this will affect our supply chain at origin, how getting coffee out of countries, even getting coffee from farmers to processors, to packagers, to ports, to boats, to that entire thing is kind of a really big unknown right now on a global issue. So along the entire supply chain is a little concerning, but also in a lot of ways, completely out of our control. So (laughs) um, what we can do is to try to make our, what we have, what we're doing here efficient and safe. Um, yeah, and continue as long as possible. Is yeah. that is the coffee co-op group you're a part of talking about some of these larger supply chain issues? Constantly, yeah, yeah. It's a constant conversation, and it's and what's really awesome about this group co-op coffee is that we're part of. Um, we actually just became members last year, even though we've been buying from them for ten years. Is that a lot of the other members have been doing this for twenty twenty five years? So their perspective is really valuable. They um you know they weathered a lot of ups and down in the coffee world, and so just having having their kind of like calm perspective and using them as a sounding board and advice and talking about all these different things that are really similar for all of us and then different because of locations or different business models has been really, really grounding and supportive. Mm, Yeah, that seems like a really valuable resource. (laughs) And sort of similar to the, I think the model that the Island Institute's taking right now around just convening by sector, it seems like there's so much to be learned by, from people doing the same thing in the, you know, in the same area of business right now. So that's cool that you guys have that. Um, and then the last, I just wanted to end on a positive note, but what was something, do you have anything that stands out as something good that happened either today or yesterday or recently? The, yes. Well, the, the response to the, the web blast, the MailChimp email blast has been so like, like positive and, um, monetarily uh, valuable and also just as far as employees go, like this has definitely provided us with two plus days of work where it's like all hands on deck. Mm-hmm. So that's great. And when we're all in this, in this time of like taking things day by day, I think um, it feels quite good to show up and be busy at work. Totally. So that's been amazing. And um, I think just like, overall the way in which like business partners and and staff and then like fellow business owners nonprofits everyone like has been approaching one another with such compassion that i think i don't know to me that that's like we're gaining actually a lot from this experience right now Mm -hmm. and 
I feel as a business uh, part of that like web, it's it's uh, I hope that that carries on after this is all like stifled down a bit. Yeah, I agree with all that 100%. Um, it's also been really amazing to see our staff work really dynamically and creatively um, solving these challenges or, or changing their schedules or their approach. Everyone's been really enthusiastically flexible in, in making what we can make work. And that's awesome to, to feel like a really supportive, um, strong team um, of five women this winter, <laughs> which is pretty awesome to have just a great crew to work with and come to work with every day. Um, they've been unstoppable. Wow. Yes. Thank you both. I love hearing all of that. It's so great to think about, yeah, the connections that we're building and then just like the resiliency of Mainers. Um, and it's great to see it sort of take shape in little microcosms of these local businesses. So that's fantastic. Thank you both. Cool. Well, thank you both so much. Is there any Thing else that I should have asked that I didn't ask or other good nice questions. questions yeah thank you Claire all right well, well great to hear your voice soon. Claire yeah you yeah, too we'll talk soon. all right all right take care you too bye thank you all so much for listening we hope you enjoyed it and if you don't already subscribe to the Island Institute's newsletter you should do so now Go to islandinstitute.org to subscribe and you'll get content like this and so much more delivered right to your inbox. 